What's going on, everybody? I'm Mara. And I'm Tess. And welcome back to Sisters Who Kill. So, we've all heard the term snitches get stitches, but this week's murderess takes that saying to a whole new level. listening to this you probably already know what I'm about to say that today is the day for you to start your podcast you have everything that you need your computer a little microphone and Spotify for podcasters it is the all-in-one platform where you can host edit and record your podcast and distribute it everywhere where you're listening right now you can have your podcast there I promise for real and it's free and you can make some money off of your podcast for free free money Free money is out there. Just go get it by starting your podcast today. Yes. Shout out to Bo King for our opening music. Thank you. It's real scary now, but this story is also really crazy. So let's start out with our players. We have Terry Neely. He is a white man. He is 46 years old, and he is bound to a wheelchair. He also lives at Assistant Living, but I couldn't figure out what the name of it was. So for the purposes of this, we're going to say Shady Ponds. Okay. And then we have Angela Simpson, who is our murderess. And <laughs> she is a mother of four, but she says she don't want to talk about her kids, so we ain't going to talk about her kids. On August 2nd, 2009, Shady Pines was looking for one of their tenants, looking for Terry Neely. He kind of like... Wandered off. Wandered off, you know what I'm saying? And Terry is only 46. He's been in and out of prison. He also like is a little not all the way there mentally he is bound to this wheelchair yes he took prescribed drugs and was living in shady pines but he also was finding other ways of self-medicating and that was on the street right and he was getting his drugs on the street and that's where he met a new friend named angela simpson angela simpson is born and raised in arizona and she is no stranger to the streets of phoenix she had a long history of mental illness since the age of 10 years old By the time she was in her mid-twenties, she was addicted to drugs. They say she was in and out of the foster care system and then from there turned to prostitution and that's how she got hooked. But however it happened, like, you know, she for real belonged to the street. Yeah. Yeah. Angela and Terry had a relationship like many other people living in the streets do. And it's basically all about drugs and sex. Right. Now. And rock and roll. And rock and roll. (laughs) Drugs, sex, and rock and roll. That's. How I try to live my life. <laughs> so anybody, listen, anybody that knew anything about Angela Simpson on the streets of Phoenix, Arizona knew one thing and they knew one thing for sure. Okay. They knew that Angela did not like a snitch. She said it multiple times. She was very open about it. Street code was what the fuck she fucked with. Right. So, and I'm doing research, you know, we're doing research for this episode. Mm -hmm. And I saw, like, a comment under one of these videos that she was interviewed in. And this guy's like, yo, I used to smoke with her. (laughs) And she would always talk about not liking snitches. And people are, like, commenting. And he was like, yo, I mean, like, she was talking about it so much that I thought that she thought I was a snitch. And... 
I was really paranoid. I mean, we were smoking meth, so I was, I was already paranoid. <laughs> so she she let everybody know. She made it very clear what the fuck she didn't fuck with. And like in her ranking, she says there are three things that she don't like. Okay, she don't like pedophiles. She don't like valid snitches. Valid. And she don't like pigs. Cops. Valid. <laughs> that is what she said, and she said what she meant. Okay, so it's August 5th, 2009, 5 a.m., and a church calls because there's a trash can burning in the back in the parking lot. The firefighters show up. Which, I love firefighters. Like, (laughs) I used to, like, there's, like, used to be a firefighter day, and I used to, like, bring cupcakes to firefighters. A firefighter day? The firefighters come, and they put out this dumpster fire, and they find this extremely charred and seemingly dismembered male human remains there were no legs with these remains oh so from there they started their investigation of trying to figure out who this man was right so when you're trying to identify a body like there are things that you look for so you're looking for first of all if there's any physical identification which there wasn't no id no nothing of that no shady ponds member i don't know you start looking for fingerprints or you or you look for teeth prints because dental records are a great one. But the fingers were pretty much burnt off. So it was really hard and they were trying to figure out how to get a partial fingerprint or something. And then the teeth to get a dental record, they were pulled out very sloppily. Like it was almost all of the mm-hmm. teeth were out, but they were like pulled, they were like ripped out. So cringy. So somebody was thinking about dental records. So finally, they have these DNA prints. And the partially match up to this 46-year-old man named Terry Neely. Now, Terry Neely lives at Shady Ponds, so the police go to Shady Ponds and they're like, hey, do y'all know anything? And they're like, oh, no, we don't see him do anything, but, you know, we have a camera. And so they see Terry Neely on August 2nd, 2009, leaving Shady Pines. Who's with him? We don't know. Where's he going? We We don't know. know. We just see him leaving and that's, he vanishes. We know that the first 48 hours of the case are the most important, right? Right. So we're like ending day three and still have no leads on this case. It's about to go cold until there was an unlikely break in the case. There was an armed robbery where three arrests were made. While investigating who Angela was, police went to her apartment home and were asking around to the neighbors like, do y'all know Angela? And they like, oh, her, yeah, we know her. They're like, yeah, we know her. She, uh... She wild out here in these streets. But um, that's not even who you really need to be worried about. What y'all need to be worried about is that man in the wheelchair <laughs> that y'all had on the TV. Now him and her be out here riding around that real friendly with each other. So y'all might want to look into that. And the cops are like, oh, why thank you for letting me know. Thank you, old country woman out here. <laughs> okay. They pull Angela. They're like, you know, she's already in police custody for this armed robbery. They pull her and they're like, hey, you know, your friend died. Do you know anything? Do you know if anybody would like want to harm him because like this charred body that has now been found to be this man is like hitting the news and he's hitting the news hard at first she says nothing she says absolutely nothing and they're like probing her like you know help us solve this case you know she says you know what give me a snickers bar and i will tell you everything you need to know and the police are like (laughs) uh (laughs) the police are like um okay and then she just snickers commercial ever i would love to see that like give me a snickers bar and i'll tell you everything that is a great commercial it is if if i see that y'all owe us some money 
The Snickers bar reminds me of Israel Keys. Do you know who Israel Keys is? No. Okay, so uh, let's add a new segment called One Minute Murder where I'll tell you about a new one. So Israel Keys is this crazy-ass, regular-ass dude from Alaska, and he killed this girl, but he's, like, killed so many people. And he goes around, starts killing, 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 but no one can ever find him. Like, the people that think that they're missing people, they're actually been murdered. And he's like, look, you caught me. I will tell you everything because he does this crazy murder where he like sews this girl's eyes open and he says, okay, you caught me. I'll tell you everything about these murders, but uh, give me a Snickers bar and also I want to make sure that I die by lethal injection. He also asked for a Snickers? Yes. He also <laughs> asked for it, uh, but he wants to also die by lethal injection. They're like, no. He's like, yes. He was like, because I don't want my daughter to know who I am. Don't be talking about folks' kids. So somehow his new, his name got out in the media because it started connecting to other murders. And so then he killed himself. And so now all of these, like, missing people, he was like, I know. And they found his kill kits. He went around and, like, was burying kill kits, would go and be like, just kill, crime of opportunity. The, no connection with these people. Like, the scariest predators to, predators to have. The only thing that would have made that better is if it was a Klondike bar. Ooh. And he'd be like, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Like, I'd kill for a Klondike right. bar. <laughs> so Angela confesses. She says, yeah, I know Terry. I know him very well, you know. He was a regular selling drugs and selling pussy. He kept saying that, you know, when he was in prison, that he snitched a lot. That righteous people are now behind bars for the rest of their life because of something you said when you was in prison and you was an informant. And so you are a snitch. She tells Terry this day, come to my place, free drugs, free sex. Deal. Okay, so Angela and Terry walk up to her apartment, which was on the second level. Now, all other people say that he was wheelchair bound and she's like, I took him to my house. Walked him down the street. I don't know why the media acts like the motherfucker couldn't walk. He walked very well. Walked him upstairs, kicked his ass, and killed him. The motherfucker could walk. Two things can be true at the same time. Like True. He could prefer the wheelchair because maybe it's a big struggle to walk, but that doesn't necessarily make him incapable of walking. Right. She takes him up to her apartment. She ties him up. And so begins her three days of torture. She places him in front of a mirror so that he can look at himself the whole time. She beats him with a tire iron. She beats him with a hammer. She burned him all over. She starved him and deprived him of water. She rips out almost all of his teeth with some old pliers. And then she takes a three-inch nail and nails it into his skull. Throughout all of this, he is still alive. It wasn't until she wrapped a TV cord around his neck and suffocated him that he finally died. Honestly, this reminds me of the show that I watched. I watched like only one episode of Black Mirror. Have mm. you heard of it? Yes, I don't watch it. It was it's scary. <laughs> it was so creepy. Okay, so this guy, he was like some doctor and he found a way to like make himself not feel any pain and then he could like wear this helmet or the person could wear the helmet and he could take the pain for him but he didn't feel any pain so it felt like pleasure right okay. and so it started getting out of control because like it was addicting to him the pleasure that he could reach without having the tolerance of pain right so like he became more aggressive when he had sex and then his girlfriend was like this is creepy lay off of me and then it was made to like have less wrist and heart surgeries and stuff like that mm -hmm. but he was addicted to the pain so he was letting the patients almost die before you know because he could take the tolerance of the heart racing and all that stuff so he was letting them almost die for the thrill of it so finally he gets f fired from his job at the hospital right and so now he's like a, a surgeon or whatever 
but he's addicted to this pain. So finally, nobody fucks with him because he's a creepy old dude. He sits at home and is seeking this thrill to the point where he puts the helmet. He, he's sitting there just doing it to himself, starts torturing himself. He ended up cutting himself into pieces. And he was a doctor, so he knew exactly where to cut to still survive so that he could just keep going. It was the creepiest, nastiest shit. But that's what this type of torture shit reminds me of. I would never watch that show. That's so scary. It is. But like the way she had it put the mirror in front of him so he had to watch his own torture. It's like, (sighs) on the third day, you know, he finally died because she suffocated him and she got straight to work on dismembering him and disposing of his body. Now, the police are like, look, jailhouse informants, not usually very trustworthy. For a Snickers bar, you confess to a whole crime and Mm -hmm. you're telling me that you did it. This heinous, horrible crime, you little lady. Honestly, they could have saw it in her eyes. <laughs> you guys, she has the darkest, biggest eyes that you have ever seen. And it is, like, the scariest thing. I think about the fact that, like, she was a prostitute. Like, what, were her eyes open? It was probably dark. <sighs> <laughs> so, they get a warrant to go to Angela's apartment. And this time to go inside the apartment because they're looking for a murder now and it's what they didn't find and what they did find that kind of cracked this case wide open they go into the apartment and they found nothing 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 like absolutely they found a chair no carpet because it had already been ripped up thrown out hauled away they had a single bottle of bleach sitting on the counter that's it to me that says I tried to scrub all the blood out, and that was too hard, so I just said, fuck the whole thing. And ripped that shit out. And there we have it. Scrubbing the wood will be underneath will be easier. But there was no physical evidence in the apartment at all. So the police are pretty bummed, and they're like, damn, can't find shit. This is suspicious. It's circumstantial at this point, as they right, say. Right, no physical evidence. And then they walk downstairs, and they see outside of the apartment complex a red motorized wheelchair bingo so now they have some type of proof that angela's story is real they have a case they charge her with first degree murder kidnapping and abandonment or concealment of a dead body now she's in jail and she's waiting her sentencing and we have to remember this always takes a while because the system is slow and sucks or whatever even though she pleaded guilty took a while you know she was getting a couple interviews because people were very interested in this case so while she was at the Markova County Jail. Uh, she was interviewed for the show Locked Up, and the police officers, I mean, what are they called? The the guards? Mm-hmm. Gar- warden? Wardens? No, the wardens are the ones in charge. The ones in charge. So the guards are like, look, we take every precaution when it comes to this bitch right here. She is scary. She is dangerous. She is not to be played with, and we take our lives pretty seriously, and we would like to stay alive. Not this one right here. And while she's interviewed, oh my gosh, she shows them pictures, and they're like, what, what are these? And I would post them, guys, but you're just gonna have to watch the video because it's really light and hard to see. You gotta, like, really strain to see it. But, like, she's like, oh, this is a Christmas card. And they're like, what is this Christmas card? And it is a picture that she drew of, like, the girls in stripes hog tying up a guard or a police officer with guns and, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's a picture she drew and she's like, no, I don't think this is offensive at all. Like, this is just a picture. It's a Christmas card. It makes me happy. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? I just love watching her interviews because one she's funny okay she knows she's funny she does and then in that same interview she talks about like that's when she had mentioned what she said about the order that she likes people and the guy asked her well where does murderers fall on your list and she was like what do you mean (laughs) 
She laughs at his face. She laughs at his face. She's like, are you really trying to compare murderers to cops and child molesters? We're talking about snitches? She said, we're talking about bad people here, okay? <laughs> you want to get mad at the murderers? What did they just do to deserve to get it? What did they do to deserve to get murdered? That's who you need to look at. And, you know, I'm somebody that, like, flies off the handle. And I, mm. I also am like, it's not just me. Like, what did you do to tick me the fuck off? But, like, girl. You know what Kiana told me? Kiana's her twin, y'all. Yeah. So, Yana said, everybody is just one bad day away from a murder. Like, one really bad day. It just takes you in that real fucked up state. And somebody piss you off the wrong way and you just break. And a day that everything is crumbling down. Like, yeah, I believe that. (laughs) We should put that on a shirt. They sentence her. She gets charged with first degree murder. They give her a life sentence plus 14 years. They say like natural born life plus 14 years. And what does that mean? Like, (laughs) when I die, you're going to bury me under the jail for another 14 years and then remove me? Like, so... What I believe that it means, what I think it means is that your natural life, like everybody has a life expectancy. Your natural life might be to be 95 or even let's say 100. But you know what? Some people that live to 105, 115 even. You know what I'm saying? So your natural life is over. But like you still need to stay in the jail. There's this guy, old white guy. He died and they resuscitated him. And he was like, alrighty, life sentence is over. (laughs) That is brilliant. I would love to know how they go with that. I think that he's still trying to make it happen. I'm, I'm going to look it up again. But he was just like, life sentence is over. She has another interview after being sentenced, right? Again. I just, I really admired the way that she just does not give a fuck. She is very sure of herself. She knows who she is. She knows that she is scary and she uses that to her advantage. She knows, she has the confidence I wish I had. If it is what it is was a person, it would be her. Very much. Like, and that's just all there is to it. They start off the interview and he starts by saying, you know, are you remorseful? Are you remorseful? Not at all. Why? Why would I be? Like, come again and say what? And then he goes on to question her, you know, but why did you do it? And she's just like, you know, it doesn't really matter. Why does anybody do I did it because I thought he was a snitch. But, you know, everybody has a reason to kill. They had a reason to kill me. I had a reason to kill him. I don't agree with their reason for killing me. You don't have to agree with my reason for killing him. It just is what it is. So they ask her, like, are you sad about going to prison? Like, or do you want to go to prison? Are you feeling any type of way? And she says... You know, I got a lot of family in prison, and uh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I got many sisters in prison. I can't wait to see them. It's really not that much of a punishment to be sentenced to spend my life with my family. When she's, like, saying sisters, you know, remember she was in a foster family. So these are just people that she know and is close to in prison. Those are her sisters. Yeah, the people she grew up on the street with. Right. Then he goes on to ask her about her mental health history. And he's like, should we sympathize with you for that? And, like, you know, excuse you for that? And she's like... Do you care that anyone feels sorry for you? Do you want anybody... Feel sorry for me. Yeah. Do you, should, should the people who are watching this say because she had a bad childhood... Of course not. she had as mental illness... Of course not. No. That we should feel some sympathy for you. No. You would not have that. I want no sympathy, no. Absolutely not. Then he asked, do you feel like justice was done today? No, I don't. Why? I should have gotten the death penalty. Do you, did you want the death penalty? No, no. I prefer to spend my life with my sisters, but I, 
Yeah, I do believe that would have been justice. I love her. The logic. She says no because an eye for an eye. It's what God would have wanted. He's asking her what the conditions in the jail has been like. And she's like, oh, it's horrible. What has the experience been like here uh, in this facility? Horrible. Really? Yes, it's terrible. Jail is awful. They don't, um, they have no, well, they, they have no compassion. They don't give us the things we need here. She's like, in fact, I can't wait to go to prison. Like, I hear it's much better. Like, I've heard the same thing, too, that prison is better than jail. I mean, I guess so, because jail people are coming in and out. And it's, prison is more long-term. Right, so they have the, the needs of a long-term stay for a woman. She's like, yeah, this shit is for the birds. I can't wait to go to jail. They don't treat us right in here. Right, and she already said that she's guilty, so, like, why not send her off to prison? But I don't know if you saw, but recently there was a riot in the men's St. Louis jail. Fires, throwing chairs, everything, and all their chances is we want court dates honestly the judge can hop on zoom and make it happen right because if you if they set a bail for you and you can't afford that your mama and them can't afford that you're just stuck there waiting right and because it can bail take for, is for the rich not for the the whole system needs to be thrown out exactly and now you're just sitting in there in jail when really you can just be awaiting your court date especially for non-violent crimes mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Especially for petty crimes. Like, and now I can't get out. Now I can't even sign myself out. Ugh. And they're, like, rioting because what corona crisis are spreading. Right. So why dying. not take people home? Not Angela, obviously, but, like... <laughs> Those nonviolent people. Right. And then, like, when you listen to, like, the white people dissect this podcast, they're like, oh, she worried about... She tortured a man and she wants to complain about jail conditions. Like, everybody in there didn't torture somebody, you know what I'm saying? But they all have to deal with those conditions. Right, and she just had the, the opportunity to say something about that. That doesn't mean that she's complaining for herself, but also, like, everybody in there is... Also, it's not for you to go back and be tortured either, like... Exactly. Not everybody in jail and in prison are murderers. <laughs> I was gonna say criminals, but I mean, I guess technically they're criminals. They're all criminals, <laughs> not all murderers. <laughs> So then he goes on and he asked her, like, do you actually believe that, like, Terry was a snitch? Because there were some theories that Terry was just trying to seem big and bad right. to Angela. You know, like, he wasn't really about his shit She's that he was. Off my, my daddy said when my granddaddy used to beat him, like, when they get in trouble, mm -hmm. he'd be like, I done told you and I done told you. Now I got to show you. <laughs> so, I mean, she tried to warn my man and so he just wouldn't listen. And look, this was common knowledge that Angela didn't like a snitch. So the fact that you was up here trying her, pulling her car like that. Now she had to show you. Now she had to show you. I think Terry was racist because the way she said she's like. Well, he picked the wrong nigger to say that to if he wanted to brag about putting so many people in prison. Period. He tried you. I think Terry was white. He was white. Right. But like, I don't know if it was that he was a racist intentionally. You know what I mean? You know, white people are so, a lot of them are so passively racist. Or maybe it was like his little mental deficiency and he felt like it was funny to say, but not really. Because you're spending all your time with this and you're also on meth. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, they even asked her and it was like, so you think there was a racial component? And she's like, there's always a racial component, which agree. Right. And then he asked her like, but do you believe that he actually was a snitch? And she says, oops, if he wasn't. <laughs> which is the funniest shit. Like, 
I guess don't be going around uh, talking that shit. Talking that shit. Because you that can't you, back up, man. Because you don't, you don't never know who you are talking to. So then he starts asking her. He was like, okay, so you hate snitches. And these people who you committed this robbery with, you know, they told on you for a lesser sentence. So, you know, you gonna kill them. And I like this. She was like, nah, because at one point I had a bond with them. That shows she got a code about her. And I respect that shit. And she stands by it wholeheartedly. I like that shit. So then he's like, but why torture him? Like, was it fun? for you what was it? and she's like i just felt it necessary it just had to be done period he's like it's just you're a real special case because women don't generally commit crimes this heinous you know this is usually the domain of men that's unfortunate <laughs> you think more women oh yeah be- equal opportunity definitely and uh, you don't meet many women who commit the kind of uh, calculated long-term murder that you committed with this guy uh, and you don't meet many people who are willing to say, I did it, and you know what? Deal with it. Right. That's the way it should be. Which I feel you. Like, <laughs> I haven't committed murder, but... We're all here for equal rights. I'm all here for <laughs> equal, equal rights. And, and I think that's why we even did this podcast. Like, black women that are committing these crimes are underrepresented, even in our, like, sick and twisted world of having a podcast about them. Like, they're like, oh, women, women are nurturers, and I guess you think you can fuck with us however you want, and we're not gonna do nothing about it. it, You're scared of the big black man. Bitch, be scared of me too. Don't fuck with me. Right, and I just hate people who are like, oh, you're not acting ladylike, and I'm like, I will fucking show you ladylike. Fuck your ladylike. Right, like, what the fuck? It's crazy because a lot of the things that she says, I... I'm like, hmm, good point. Hmm. Right. I agree. Hmm. Oh, man. And this I agree with you. so much of it. <laughs> right. He's just like, ma'am, you're sounding real self-righteous throughout this whole thing. Like, do you really feel like you did the right thing? She's like, uh, definitely. <laughs> for sure. Right. She said, he's white trash and somebody had to take him out. White trash is a big problem in the USA. That's <laughs> huge. <laughs> it's our biggest form of pollution. He's like, okay, so... Being white has something to do with why you killed him. She's like, I mean, I wouldn't kill a black person. And then all the white people run and they're like, she hates white people. That's not what she said. What she said was, I would not kill a black person. Right. And what's even more interesting, they said she hates white people. But apparently one of the guys who she did the robbery with was white, was a skinhead. Cracker. Like racist and white. And it was like, so you're committing robberies with this skinhead. But like, I thought you hated white people. She didn't say that. What she said was, I'm willing to take your life. Also math. And I also would not kill a black. Like, we have to look out for each other. Right. You know, we need to start unifying. If we could just, you know, cut down on us. Take over the world. I think my favorite part of this whole interview is the end. She's like so excited. She's like, we're done. Dude, this is going to be so awesome. And like this whole strict demeanor leaves her. Like the whole time she seems very stoic and like very matter of fact. And then she's so excited after when she's like, this is going to be awesome. Make it look good, dude. Good shit, dude. That's going to be crazy, isn't it? (laughs) That's going to be wicked. Make it look good, please. (laughs) Make it look nice. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to be on TV. She's like, I love it. And this is not her first time, but I think she plans how she wants to appear. And mm-hmm. she was like, I want them to think I'm that crazy bitch. You know, what I mean? like I am that crazy bitch, but I need you to know I'm that crazy bitch. Don't fuck with me. So it's it's a truth as well as a demeanor. Right. OK. As of now, she's, you know, 
still alive, still in prison, going out her natural born life before she begins her 14 years. Mm-hmm. I read through like messages and comments that she is an ordained minister. So she's probably up in there marrying bitches. Don't you fucking lie to her. Do you take her to be your awfully wedded life or not? <laughs> you know, once you marry, y'all can't snitch on each other, right? You shouldn't be snitching in the first place. Like, I just... She's probably a hoop. Oh, I bet she is. And I bet she runs shit. Like, running shit. She would have got away with it if it wasn't for... The meddling kids? <laughs> precisely because when she did when you went back to the apartment there was nothing all she needed was like a couple more hours to go back home and get rid of that fucking wheelchair and she would got away with murder mm-hmm. and not get caught in your armed robbery like come on girl you're like, doing a worse crime at home you need to be on your like, piece and she shoes. got away with the murder what she fucked up on was the robbery right like how do you and that's what you've been doing to sustain yourself for a while like how you gonna fuck up on a robber girl it probably wasn't her fault it was probably somebody else dropped the ball and they all go down for it. I feel like she did all the right rules, you know? Secluded, thorough cleanup. Taking away the fingerprints and the teeth. Mm-hmm. She really thought that one through. She was on the right track for mm-hmm. a good minute. So, now it's time for... Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. And this is the segment where I didn't do it. But if I did, you know, Angela is going to play with us this week. Okay. If we asked her, hey, Angela, you didn't do it. But if you did, what would you have done? And she said, I'd have kept him alive a week. But you would have still tortured him and killed him. Oh, I'd have tortured him for a week. Yeah, instead of three days. Definitely. So your only regret is that the torture didn't go on any longer. Right. And I regret not killing my other victim. I should have killed him, too. I just didn't have time. I had to go somewhere. And tell me who that other victim was. Joseph Van Tress for the armed robbery. Yeah. I should have killed him, but I had to go. A whole week, though? She said it wasn't enough. Right. She's like, I also wish with the robbery, you know, I wouldn't have got other people involved because, you know, they weren't really, really involved, but they got some heat from it. And she's like, I wish I would have been more isolated on that, you know? And she seems like the lone wolf type of person. Like, so she stumbled and fell when she was adding people into the mix. Right. Ain't that how it always goes? Right. It's just, if you want it done right, you need to do it yourself. Precisely. And then we have our game, parole or no parole. Keep her ass, don't let her out. Sorry, girl. Like, <laughs> they said, if given the opportunity, would you kill again? She says, I hope so. I'd be like, take her back. Fuck that shit. Keep her. No, she ain't gonna lie. I don't, I don't care if she tell like, you she lying later. <laughs> but they didn't it's a have trap. her plea insanity. She didn't do that. Because she didn't want any sympathy for that. Because she wanted absolutely no sympathy for that. But I would have definitely done a one who flew over the cuckoo's nest. Especially now. Like, Leave her ass in jail, bro. Yeah, sorry, girl. You're going to have to do your 14 years under after you're done. Respect, but girl, you got to chill. <laughs> you are not one bad day away. You are every other bad. Like, you... <laughs> one one bad glare. Conversation. One bad conversation. And it's like, it's, it's a wrap. Y'all can keep her. She's a danger to society. That was great. That bitch is crazy. She, y'all, please go watch the interviews. Because I'm telling you, she is just... Her timing, her... She really Her sarcasm. So. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, I'm that asshole funny. She's that asshole funny. Oh, she is an asshole. So if you like today's episode of Sisters Who Kill, go ahead and write us a review and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. You can also keep up with us with 
the Instagram page, Sisters Who Kill Pod. Uh, you can join a discussion group on Facebook, Sisters Who Kill Podcast discussion group. Facebook at Sisters Who Kill Podcast. You can also email us if you have any suggestions, comments, concerns, things you want to chit chat about. Just say hi. We love it. At Sisters Who Kill Podcast at gmail.com. You got anything else, friend? Nope. Have a good weekend.